Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Dan, Chris, and Lee, and we're back to our normal schedule after the extra show last week. Yes. Yep, it kind of needed one. Did lots of stuff happen? Yeah, I've never known a day like that in F1. It was like the the last time or something like that was when we had to do an extra one with Sean, wasn't it? When well, that was that was retired. when Rosberg retired. That was just yeah. one story. This was yeah, <laughs> lots of stuff. Dan and I were yeah. literally dying. Yeah, that, I, that I must say though, there was lots of stuff, but it was all uh, very predictable stuff. It was the, the, there was nothing completely off the wall. No, but it was the boring answer to every question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm very surprised at Perez's three year contract. I'm not. I think it seems it seems like the best car he can get himself in, and they're not the greatest of teams. So no, they've got to me that lacks aspiration run. from both sides. I I don't agree I don't there because you got a big rule change coming, and you want stability and someone with experience to do the testing and give you the feedback. Mm-hmm. And he seems like a really really good choice for that. So three years makes a lot of sense to me. It does, but if he wants to be successful, he probably should look at going elsewhere because I don't see that racing unless, unless of course if the, the change changes there, the whole thing. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. I, where can he go? I'm sure if he, ha- I'm sure if he's offered a Mercedes contract, he'd have he, for one year, he'd have took that rather than three years at uh, Force uh, India. One point, I, I think he would have made a good fit at Haas, but. I think he would have been a prime candidate for Ferrari if Vettel decides to retire at the end of the year. I don't think he'd be on their shopping list, though. I think you're right with what you were saying in the first place. Who'd be, who'd be on their shopping list first? Probably Daniel Ricciardo. Well, he um, monu- monumentally yeah. pissed Ferrari off when he went to McLaren, didn't yeah. he? I think you Because he was a Ferrari young driver, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. I think you might want to stick some fucking money on that. On Ricciardo to yeah. Ferrari. Well, I thought Ricardo to Mercedes, but then they went and ruined that with all the announcements from last week. With the, the most boring of the options. <laughs> uh, no, it's not the most boring. And it, since since last week, it has emerged in some, not, I don't want to say official capacity, but the, the, the general thinking is what you were saying last time we spoke about it. In the, um, Obviously, I wasn't here for the Thursday mm-hmm. podcast, but the um, it's Bottas for a year. And then George Russell from 2021, yeah. depending on if, what Lewis Hamilton decides to do. And I think what George Russell does, he just needs to keep doing what the best he can do with the car he's got. Of course, yeah. Oh. And it depends how good that Williams is next year as well. Mm. But the, and who his teammate is, of course. Yeah. Because, um, uh, yeah. Don't forget, Lewis Hamilton is only tied down to the end of next year, yeah. contract-wise, and it could well be that, that you know if Mercedes have got to replace both drivers, maybe they don't want George Russell and uh, An other. And the other know, thing to point car. out is they don't have an option on Ocon before the two-year contract. Is yeah, up. he has a two-year contract with Renault. Yeah, there's no Total Wolf rigging up and saying actually we want the French lad back. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, uh, unless enough cash gets passed I think that would depend on what Renault was doing and how important they deemed having yeah. a French driver in the team it might it might be worth more money to Renault having a French driver than it it is for that, that Mercedes can give them but at least after the weekend we're now we're now a lot clearer on um, the uh, Hulk to Haas move after Grosjean's Rant, demand to retire from the race, not from F one, but 
Well, we think. I also I have tell we you got what, there was a, there was a rant there, but once again they're sacking the wrong driver. Yeah, he was the better of the two Haas drivers. Um, he made an error letting Lewis Hamilton pass, which let Kevin Magnussen through as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we got the full. Roman Grosjean radio over the television, did we? But did I we? Go- don't, I don't. I don't think so. But uh, are we going to do? Are we going to do sad Roman? Um, if, if we I, can find the if text, we, if, we can, if we can find it. Tell you what, shall we? Um, to give us a bit more time to find it, we'll uh, we'll talk about the race. Yes. Um, obviously, before we do, uh, just as a podcast, we just want to pay our respects to Antoine Hubert, of course, who yes. sadly lost his life in. An absolutely terrible crash in the F2 race. Terrible and thankfully very rare. Yeah. Yes. But did um, did cast a bit of a shadow over the whole weekend. Understandably. Very, very much mm-hmm. so. Very much so. Right. So, the order that we've got things in. We've got McLaren last, but possibly shouldn't be, but you've written it. You've written them down first because technically neither car crossed the line. Neither of them finished. Uh, although Lando was classed as finishing 11th. Yeah. Uh, science DNFing, we'll talk about that first. What went wrong with Science's car? Because I, I, he, ra- he ran wide at the first turn, pitted under the safety car, and then came in and retired. Yeah, it's. Well, no, he pulled off at the side of the circuit. He couldn't get his car into neutral, yeah, could he? Sorry, he didn't get as far as the pits, did he? He no. stopped at the bus stop and left the safety car out. I thought it was. Another lap. I thought it was lap two he retired, and was it lap one, was it? No, it was like lap four or something. Oh, was it right? But yeah, I mean, I noticed him on the driver tracker that um, like there was a point where he was sort of there, but last, and then well last, and then dropped and then stopped. But yeah. he didn't. He didn't get off the line straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else was into turn one before he got mm-hmm. moving properly. It sounds like a clutch issue, but because again, when when a car stops, as anybody who drives will know. If you can't get your your car out of gear, if you put the clutch in, then mm-hmm. you know you disconnect the engine and gearbox. So yeah. there's an emergency safety feature for Formula One cars to do that, but it just didn't work. They had mm-hmm. to push the Formula One car in gear, which took them a long time to get it out of the way. Which is why which would is you like, why we got that extra the extra lap. Would you like to know car. the ridiculous thing about all that? There was a blue crane behind the tire barrier. But in you, order to mobilise the crane and get that ready, there might be in another lap under the safety car rather than just pushing it. No, like it was like next to them. Yeah, I refuse to believe that one of those was not the operator. I think it was just, you know, when you, when you see sometimes of marshals. I mean, they, they do great jobs, all that sort of fluff. But um, when you see all the carbon fibre strewn over the track, and there's one guy with a fucking toothbrush trying to put it, like trying to brush it into the side, and you think. Yeah. Can somebody not help the man? There's yeah. eight of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just seems it seemed a bit weird. The the fact that no one jumped in the crane and thought let's just move it like this. Be a good idea. Yeah. Mm, very strange. Now we move on to Lando. Mm. Gutted. Absolutely. Joe, I had a message. I I I'd have to check whose name it, name it was. Um, about two seconds after that happened on Instagram saying, Lee, will you stop supporting Lando, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. I and can't. I, I can't. No, no it's done. It's, yeah. it's, uh, pick me colours. Anything to, to you know, help him out, score some extra points, and, you know, that would have been his best finish so far. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, he was completely on his own in fifth, 
No threat from anyone behind. Fantastic work at the start to get there. Yeah. The move that he pulled to um, get round the Max and Kimmy incident and then just put some space between him and everybody else. But yeah. whilst everyone was running wide, Lando took the inside line like and found himself alone. There was yeah. nobody else on that inside <laughs> I, I line. Saying, when, when that happened, I turned to my dad when we were watching and said, it must be great for a Formula 1 driver that when you see all that chaos... Then you nip through it and you've come out unscathed and then the world opens up in front <laughs> of you. Yeah, and but in front of you you can see two silvers and two reds. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, like, yeah, it was... oh I thought we'd have done this. Well that's that's it. It's, it like he he on that first corner won Formula One point two in the in the one corner. He did. And then behind him, looking in his mirrors, he can see several cars with four wheels in the air. Yeah. 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 Um but let's not be too downcast on Lando. He qualified eleventh and he finished. 11th. <laughs> net, neutral, <laughs> net, neutral. <laughs> no, he, he, oh, he... If he was a carbon footprint, he'd be well happy with that. He's taken it very well. Have you seen the, 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 the picture of him on the just before the driver parade where he's leaning out the side of the car on the grid? He's leaning out the side of the car and someone's taking a photo of him and he's posted it with uh, just checking where I might have to pull over later. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, yeah. No, he's taking it in good humour, as you'd expect. But um, oh. yeah. well, when, when you look back on it, yeah, he didn't get any good any points from it, but it was a hell of a race that he it drove. Was, yeah, I mean, he won he won driver of the day. Yeah, which well, up against Charles Leclerc winning his first ever race is is, is impressive. Yes. Uh, well, I suppose it's only because most of uh, most of Lando's fans are young enough to use the internet in that respect yeah. that way. <laughs> But um, oh, Charles are as well. I would have thought, but yeah, but, but, but he's, Britain. He, he's not the young driver, though, is he? No. Remember, but, we are the nation that put uh, "Killing in the Name" as a Christmas number one because we didn't want the X Factor that year. This is true, but <laughs> but, but, but we didn't put uh, um, what's his name, Kubica's driver of the day. That was trolling at its finest. Yes. No, yeah. I still think the best one was uh, Rio Harianta. Yeah, well, that was no, Indonesia, wasn't it? That's not. That's not as funny as Robert Kubica being driver of the day. <laughs> Robert Robert Kubica is quite possibly the worst Formula One driver, like certainly the worst Formula One driver return of all time. But right now, so off the pace, like he's what worst worst for five years, something like that. I can't think of someone that's been worse. Um, Rio Harianto. Um, no, but I mean driver return. No, no, I mean just oh, I mean, driver, just yeah. Driver. But I reckon Rio Harry answer if you stuck him in that Williams to beat Kubica. Will Stevens? I Will, Will Stevens, Stevens would have He'd have well beaten Kubica in that Williams. Yeah, Will Stevens and Roberto Mary yeah. were not really comparable to the rest of Formula One. Roberto Mary would have beaten car. Robert Kubica in that Williams. Roberto now I pro- know you're on something. No, hang on. Roberto Mary's probably beaten Robert Kubica in GP2 car. And uh, he had fabulous hair. Yes, he did. Always comes back to that. Talk, talking of which, right, Alfa Romeo, Giovinazzi, on for a points finish, and then... Doesn't finish. Doesn't finish. Again, I didn't actually find out anywhere what happened. One minute he was going, the next he's just oh, he in threw, a barrier. Oh, he threw it, in, threw it in, didn't it? It was a biggie he, too. He l- yeah. lost the back end, didn't he? Going... It looked like to me. like an, 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 He no... lost it halfway around the corner. It was really, it was an odd one. Yeah, it looked to me like a suspension failure. Now, I don't know. I'm not a technical expert. This would be something for Scarbs or Sean Kelly to... I don't to think it was a suspension, suspension failure because it seemed to be too straight... Usually when cars... It wasn't, it wasn't on corner entry. He was already part yeah, of the yeah. way around, and then when, it snapped. But usually when a, when you get a suspension failure, 
it bounces and you know, it yeah. moves on its way into the barrier. It did look like he just slid off. So, but it, uh, it went quickly. Unless he, I mean. unless he had it, got it, got it, lost it. Sort of incident. Puncture, maybe. I, mean, I don't, don't know how much debris there was on track, but tires going off was uh, was a big thing during the whole of the race. Yeah, and we we're back we're back to the tires falling off a cliff. Which I don't mind so much because it me it means you really got to look after them or take the penalty when they when they go. You're either going to be slow or you have to stop. Yeah, I mean it, def- it definitely happened with uh, with K Mag because every lap it was and such and such passes K Mag. I did that for about five laps on the track after his yeah. tires went. And Dan was saying whilst we were blogging, we you know he's in trouble when we get to Kubitz has just passed Kevin Magnus. <laughs> I I really do feel for Hass because that car seems all right. You know, for it to qualify where it is, it can manage tires for a very short amount of time. That's a why lap. They, yeah, <laughs> that's that's why they're good at qualifying. Yeah, they qualified like ninth and tenth, I think it was, or tenth and eleventh. Um, but uh, I they, think they started eighth and ninth. After they all did, the yeah. But um, well, they're probably getting their if they're getting like if their tires are overheating, then over the like their warm up lap and then one qualifying lap, they're probably getting loads of heat into the tires. So for qualifying, but half the problem, ace games, half the problem is they're not getting the heat into the rears. Yeah, and then then the guard. or they can't heat them up enough, mm, yeah. depending on the compound. Um, going back to Alpha though, um, Kimmy race destroyed on his first corner. I, it was Max's fault. It was Max's yeah. fault. Sorry, Holland. it was a racing incident. Oh yeah, it was definitely racing incident. There was yeah. no penalties needed. But oh no no no, Max, yeah. Max threw his car in a gap, which was always going to turn into a wedge. Yeah. Notice it was very similar to, um, was it two or three years ago when they had exactly the same coming together on exactly the same corner? I can't remember. I, did, I oh, don't remember I that either. You. But the, I'm not, when I say it's Max's fault, I'm not saying, oh, Max, you idiot. It's, it, Max was responsible. Yeah, he was, re- he was responsible for, for the, Kimi Raikkonen wasn't going to leave um, the door open for him, put the, it that way. The boss of um, uh, Alfa Romeo said, Max is an idiot. Those words. <laughs> well, he would do, it, yeah. It's Fred Vasseur. He tends not to mince his words. Fred Vasseur or Alain Prost? Could have been either. <laughs> Seeing as a certain Sky reporter claimed that Charles Leclerc was talking to Alain Prost when they cut to him, it was Fred Vasseur that he was talking to. Was it a Scottish one? Yes. Yes. Yeah. About Look it. at him there talking to Alain Prost. That's not Alain Prost. Um,. But the it was a lack of hair and nose that kind of gave it away. Kimi oh, Ra- and the fact that it was head to foot in Alfa Romeo gear. He should just be dragged round the back of one of the garages and beaten with a stick until he stops speaking. <laughs> Don't they have that in the Highland Games anyway? No, is it? Is, is hurling is is hurling just Irish? Should the Scottish do it as well? I, th- I think that I think they call it shinty in Scotland. Right. <laughs> it's like hurling, but you're allowed to take out people's shins. Yeah. Yeah, and heroin's a PTE. <laughs> Kimi Raikkonen had his floor ruined, no. didn't he? With that, anyway, yeah. that that um, incident with Max, which is why he just went backwards for the rest of the race and took four pit stops. Yeah, I think it was one to one on the first lap, one on the second lap. Yeah, two under yeah. the safety car, and then two yeah. two extra stops. Mm. Um, it's a shame because he qualified well, and I was I was hoping to see him in the points. I think I think it was. I didn't hope for it. If he did, he did. I'm not really bothered about him. 
That's a very Kimmy attitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just thought I just thought it was on for a top ten finish yeah, with the way no, you probably with the way, right. that, it was with the way that it was going, and obviously um, Giovinazzi was running top ten for quite a lot of the race as yeah. well. So it proved that Alpha actually had the had the pace for it Absolutely. this weekend. Be interesting um, to see how they go at their new home race. Yeah, there's going to be three <laughs> teams calling this weekend a home race. Yeah. Even Toro Rosso are calling it their home race in the press handouts. Well, they are. The Toro Rosso are Italian. Yeah, okay. They are. Oh, no, they're an oh, Italian yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's from? the factory? The Ita- Faenza, northern the, Italy. The, the Italian team from Austria. <laughs> Move on, bigot. <laughs> uh, right, like a pace then, Williams. Mm. Yeah, I put them ahead of Alpha purely because they got both cars to the end. And one car ahead of an Alpha. Yeah. Albeit knackered. Yeah, yeah. George Russell did finish ahead of, of Kimi on the track. But again, Kimi's four pit stops and the damaged floor probably isn't an accurate representation of, of how Alpha Romeo or Kimi Raikkonen are racing. Having said that, George Russell can only do with what the tools that he's got in front of him and manage to you know beat an Alfa Romeo. And his teammate didn't manage that. Mm. But it's... Not as good a result as last time out, where they were actually, or where George Russell was actually genuinely ahead of a Haas. Yeah, well, that was in the in Hungary, and then you know they were looking at the the, the high speed um, Spa circuit where George Russell admitted after the race, "I had no speed on the straights, yeah. none, yeah. Well, none they've got, whatsoever." They've got that unfortunate position, haven't they, where they've got no downforce, but unfortunately. That it's it, they've got no downforce and their car's really draggy. Yeah. So it, it usually when you get like Ferrari, for instance, like McLaren last year. Yeah, but Ferrari like they they've got really good top line to line speed, but they're lacking some downforce in areas. But because they're lacking downforce, they're really quick in a straight line. Williams have none of the bonus. <laughs> but they I- they are getting closer to to the rest of the pack. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it, what, were they were they on the. They were a lap, lap, lap down, but they, but they were they were with the other lap runners, weren't they? Yeah, yes. They weren't like an extra lap down. No, no. Yeah, yeah. They, they were on they were on the same lap as um, everyone from. Yeah. You got to say twelfth down. You can't really count Lando because no, he no, didn't. No. Do, you know, he didn't do his last lap. Um, they ran Nicholas Latifi in FP one on Friday morning, and I don't know whether. They were running him on a different program to Kubica or not, but his fastest time was quicker than Kubica's. I would argue that the probably the, the reason he's in that car would be to see where he is up against Kubica, so it would make sense if the programs were similar. I suspect officially the programs were different. Yeah. I suspect even more unofficially that was another audition for next season. I expecting for in Kubica's mind the cars were very different as well. <laughs> Well, yeah, Latifi will have been in George Russell's car, and that's the one that's... Oh, the Mega Williams. Yeah, that's the one that Mercedes are tuning specially. (laughs) He's been in Kubica's car as well, actually. Um, I seem to recall uh, earlier on in the season when he ran Kubica's car in FP1 and got a faster time than Kubica did in FP2 in the same car. So... Well, doesn't Latifi's dad have money in McLaren? About 20% of McLaren. 20% of. Yeah. But that, um, but he's making his own way, and he's the Williams mm-hmm. reserve driver. Um, Fair play to him. Nothing to do, nothing to do with McLaren in there. Whether he brings backing from his dad's food company or not, mm. I don't know. I think he processes chickens or something. 
Latifi chickens. <laughs> Is he friends with Sean Galil? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he taught him to drive. <laughs> but uh, um, now nah, he's going to be in the Williams next season, I reckon. I think so. It, it makes sense, Williams. I, I, I'm amazed he's not in the car now. Like I was, I had that nailed on in in my mind that they'd have replaced Kubica. I can see Robert Kubica being replaced for maybe a couple of races, um, especially the flyaway ones. But but I don't expect that to be it for Kubica. I think he'd be back in the car before the end of the season, if you know what I mean. I mean, Kubica's actually saying that he's 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 got options for F1 next season. Commentary. Polish TV. <laughs> Test and development driver. Maybe. That's still F1. Yeah. Marshalling at some of the circuits. I still don't know what... I, I, I'm i bemused as to what good he could bring to a team, even de- development-wise. I don't... You know, it's not like the Williams is coming on leaps and bounds. Or the, uh, it's also not like they have a lot of testing these days. Yeah, maybe... If you've, got, yeah. if you've got a test driver, which, like, let's call a spade a small shuffle... Um, if you've got a, a test driver with a physical limitation, then when he's doing your testing, you're always going to have to try and take into account the fact he's got a physical limitation. I was saying, I was saying this on Thursday, Thursday show. Um, that obviously you weren't there for, and I don't think his time and speed has got anything to do with the problems with his hand. I think he's just not as good as he used to be. He's been too long out of F1, and he isn't as quick anymore. I think he's, I think the reason he's not. Not as good as he used to be is because he had a massive accident. <laughs> I, yeah, I know what both of you are saying. And sev- <clears throat> several years of lost fitness and training. Yeah, that he's not as young as the young no. drivers. So I, I remember a certain podcaster as well saying that it will get worse as we go through the season because it will get more physically difficult for him at race after race after race. But he's not and, dropped that far back off. He was he was further away from Russell earlier in the season than he is now. I think uh, maybe, but I think his qualifying times is definitely, uh, he's further behind. He was in Hungary. He was a a country mile behind. There's a good chunk in the Belgium as well, I I believe. Yeah, I can't remember what the qualifying difference was in Belgium. Mm -hmm. We never write those things down, do we? No. No. I mean, it's it's great for him that he managed to get back to Formula 1 and managed to, to do it, but it's just not worked out Simple as that, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit, a bit boring now. It's a, there's, a, there's not even any humour in beating up Kubits for every race now because it's just, it's, it's predictable. Right, let's beat up, let's beat up Grosjean instead. It's Haas next. Grosjean did well. He was racing a good race. He was racing a good race with a shit car that can't handle its tires. He was better than Magnussen in qualifying and the race. The numbers say different. Magnussen finishing ahead of Grosjean. Purely because Grosjean made a huge mistake when letting Lewis Hamilton through, but and also ma- let his but teammate Grosjean well. managed to keep his car up there, up the sharp end, for longer than Magnussen did. Yeah, Magnussen's tire strategy—they left him out on the softs for far too long. No, but he'd already gone back. Like he was—he was the cork in the bottle by lap five. Yeah, Magnussen, he was holding the whole grid up. Yeah, they left him out on the on the the, the, soft, the soft tires were not working on that Haas car at all. Oh, the, no, but the uh, they had no choice. They couldn't just throw mediums on him at that point. No, you've still got to get them to finish the race. Yeah, but he qualified on softs, didn't he? So he would have had mm-hmm. to go on to. But know, wasn't was Grosjean no, was, was on softs as well to start the race with? No, Grosjean qualified outside the top ten, so he got think, to use the mediums. No, he was Gros- one of the medium starters. Yeah, was he? But I thought Grosjean out qualified Magnussen. 
I, don't, I can't remember. Let me get my phone. I out. thought they were both. I thought they were both in Q3. No, they weren't both in Q3. Well, they're not both. No. Oh, why? Okay. But I, I, I don't think either of them should be should be in the car now. I don't think either of them have done enough to keep a Formula One drive. Um, I just feel a bit bad for Grosjean because all year he's been saying to the team they've gone the wrong way in develop developing the car. They were uh, halfway through the season they've gone back to the original car. And it's been quicker than their new than the new uh, new cars been. But then they were using the new one this weekend. But he was quicker, and Mag- it was still... Magnussen out qualified Grosjean. Did he out qualify him? Did he? Yeah. But in the race, he was better. Like Grosjean, Grosjean drove a better race. He was hanging on to the back of Lando for a, for a good chunk of time. You can't. But they're just, t- turning around, can't. turning around to the team and complaining about everything when they told him to um, told him that he was good to make a pass. And that rant that he had on the radio. How can a fucking team tell a driver if he's good to make a pass? If the if the driver has to be the right one, he knows. He knows what's going on in the car. He's the one that's doing a race we where the car wants some to sort go of parallel universe where he decides to defend Roman Grosjean. Absolutely, <laughs> um, it's my face turn. But um, the thing is, we have hit that midway point in the season where the Haas drivers switch. Yeah. Where Magnussen, yeah. who who at this point last year and I think the year before... I don't think Magnussen's been particularly down the road from Grosjean. This year, they've ha- both been bad. Ha- yeah, but Magnussen had picked up most of the points for Haas so far this season. Yeah. yeah. And then over the second half of the season, Grosjean will just catch him and eventually pass him. Mm. Um, because Grosjean does that most years. Grosjean has, is a faster... But I think Grosjean is... Better Formula 1 driver than Magnussen. But I think Grosjean is out of Formula One at the end of the Absolutely season. Absolutely agree. Uh, but that's what I'm saying. I don't. I just don't think if if has to if has had the bollocks to do it, they'd get rid of both drivers and they get two brand new drivers in. They'd get if they can get Hulkenberg, which which we think is what they're going to do. They get Hulkenberg in, and then they should get a young driver in the car. I know they've already said that they don't think the car's good enough to get a young dri- driver in, but I think it's a bit of a Poor, poor excuse. If you're getting someone with the experience of Hulkenberg, I think you can afford to have another driver. Just doesn't fill you with a great deal of confidence for next year when they're already saying that they need somebody exp- two experienced drivers in the car because of the way that the car is. So they're already writing off next season. But Grosjean's an experienced driver. Magnussen's the one that isn't an experienced driver. What? Sorry, hang on. Magnussen's not experienced. Not as experienced as Grosjean. Uh, he's done one more year than Kevin Magnussen, but wasn't. But Grosjean was in involved in Formula One and in, like testing for teams and stuff before he got into Formula. Before he got in, possibly. But in terms of racing, I'm pretty sure Magnussen's only done one year. Fewer yeah, but we're, than... we're talking about car development, aren't we? So all those years of like when he got where when he got sent back to GP two and stuff like that, he was still involved with the Renault team. Yeah, he was. Yeah, um, and I. I I just think it's it seems it seems bad that the guy's been right about the car all year and he's still getting the blame for it. It's seven years Kevin Magnussen has been a, f- a f- Formula One driver. That's ridiculous. Wow. That's ridiculous. Because he got on the podium in 2013 with Jensen Button. Yeah, then he dropped out for a year. Yeah, you still doing testing and development. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm not. That's, it's not, that's not the well. argument. That's not the argument. I was just trying to work out how long he'd been in. Yeah, I know, I know that. But yeah, because he, 
Did he add two teams? So was it... Was it McLaren to start with? McLaren, he did a year in McLaren because Haas was the only team that's ever kept him for more than a year. Yeah. Then he had... Uh, one, one race at McLaren. When, when Fernando had that shocking incident. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a year then, in a race. Then a year at Renault. Yeah. And then Haas. Then two years at Haas. Yeah. So it's four. four Three years at Haas. Four full years. This is third year. I think so. Or fourth year. I thought year. it was his second year. No, no, no. That's crazy. This is his third or fourth year. He how replaced, he, he replaced Esteban Gutierrez. Yeah, yeah. Of <laughs> crazy. Um, but yeah, I just think it's. it seems a shame. I still think. Grosjean's the quickest out of the two of them. Magnussen, talking about experience, is the only driver on the grid to have driven all four engines that are currently on the on the grid. Mercedes, Honda, Renault, and Ferrari. Oh, well. So there's your experience right there. Yeah, but he didn't know the car was better in Australia. He didn't what, sorry? He didn't, he didn't pick up on the fact that the car was better in Australia. It's been Grosjean, which has been saying this all along. Oh, I see when they reverted back yeah. to their old Australia spec. And the Australia spec was quicker. Yeah. Oh, it was only Grosjean using the Australia spec in the last two last But he two was races. quicker than Magnussen in the new car. <laughs> Maybe Magnussen felt comfier in the new spec, felt better. Like, right. Was, was better but, in it. Like Van Dorn and Alonso last yeah. year. But Magnussen, well, I think that was, that Van Dorn got what he was given, didn't he? Yeah, but pretty yeah. much. But he... When the updated parts came to Van Dorn, he was like, this this doesn't work for me. It's really mm-hmm. difficult to adapt. And he was actually better. He was closer to Alonso. He wasn't faster than Alonso. He was closer to Alonso in the older spec mm-hmm. car. Yeah. I mean, I don't think either Haas drivers can be blamed for what's going on this year. No, the you car is you awful. You can't race that car. You can't race a car which you can quite honor. You can, you can qualify fifth in that car. And be last by the second lap. Yeah, do you remember Renault saying earlier this year, "Oh, we're going to build a car that's specific, you know, specifically great for qualifying next season because we think that's where we're going to make the gains." No, don't do that because you'll end up like Haas. It's a silly mm. idea. It's a ridiculous idea. At least they'll be, fight- they'll be fighting Haas for sixteenth. Yeah. They'll be fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Can we please race Robert Kubica this week? <laughs> be Renault turning around to Gene Haas and saying. Do you know any more of you Yankee chaps that wanted to buy a Formula One team? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll do we'll do Renault next. Fourteenth, um, Ricardo damaged car, uh, off the pace, yeah, dropped. Um, great qualifying. Same with mm-hmm. tires as well. They left him out a bit, a bit too long on the tires, so damaged car and shite tires. Did, yeah. Didn't want to race, I believe. Reading as well. Yeah, he said that um, Hubert's accident. And um, made him question whether he wanted to do it or not. Mm-hmm. Don't know if that had any effect on him once he got going, because mm-hmm. obviously it's a completely different mindset to yeah. anything that we know about. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm, I'm sure a lot of the drivers are normally fired up for a race, and mm-hmm. this weekend, at best, they would be, right, we've yeah. got to do this, rather than... I'm looking forward to doing and this. Everyone would think it as well, but you're obviously going to be, there's going to be varying levels of that depending on how close said people were with, with yeah. said drivers. And I think, um, I think Danny was quite close to him, wasn't he? I think so, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know what caused the damage on his car. It, I think it could have possibly, possibly been something at the first corner because he was one of the ones that ran wide. No, he was stuck in the air. Who, who hit him? Put, threw him Stroll. in the air. 
Stroll, was it? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah oh, it was on first yeah, corner, it, wasn't it? Was, it? it was a four, four wheels off the track job. Mm. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, coming out of La Source, not going in, mm-hmm. coming out of yeah. La Source. Another quality quality Lance Stroll move there. Quite how qu- Lance Stroll didn't damage his car as well. I've no idea because it was a good old thump. Yeah, it was. Well, the Stroll did run at the back for a while. He was one of the ones that pitted early under the mm. safety car, wasn't he? Yeah. So maybe he changed the front wing and we just didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that new Racing Point front wing, it's actually got a battering ram on there and um, titanium protection plates for <laughs> ramming somebody up the jacks. It's, like, it's like what you'd expect to see on the front of something made by Fisher-Price. <laughs> <laughs> um, good race for Hulk, though. Eighth place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an okay race for Hulk. He, he went the opposite way to Magnussen. He was right down at the, the, the back end to start with and then slowly made his way forward. Well, he, he got tangled up in yeah. one of the incidents yeah. at the start, didn't he? I think, again, though, that was Renault's... Like, Hulk's finish was kind of artificially inflated by what went on around him. Um, I think it wasn't a good race for Renault. You know, it's, I don't really know where they are. I mean, they start. They started both with um, grid penalties, mm-hmm. but their 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 pace over the weekend looked a bit stronger than than it had done up in the season up to this up point. Up to the race, though, up to Hulkenberg in the race. Well, even yeah, up to the race, but the race pace wasn't wasn't amazing. Mm-hmm. But the again, both tangled up in incidents in the first yeah. corner. Um, but I said at uh, some point uh, on Saturday, I think it was that Renault looking. Pretty good here in 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 Belgium. Yeah, it looked, uh, it looked they looked all, all best of the rest. Yeah, finally, you know the development that we we were kind of expecting from Renault, and it looked as though they may have jumped McLaren in the, you know, in terms of the the development. But then, of course, with grid penalties and incidents, we can't really measure mm. where Renault are at the moment. We I don't think we'll be able to measure where any of the teams are until probably after Singapore. Um, because Monza this coming weekend is just it's just let's go no downforce and go as fast as you can. Yeah. Unless you Jensen Button that year where he was just like I'm gonna do high downforce and be fast through the corners. Yeah. <laughs> Which weird. confused everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Monza's gonna be interesting because it, I it's it's not I, we're gonna have to do a preview, aren't we? But I, yeah. don't, I, I don't think it's gonna be the same as Spa. Uh, no, it's going to be in Italy for starts. Mm, le- with less hills. But it's the home race of Toro Rosso, which are next. Smooth. Um, Gasly making his, what do we call it, re-debut? Re- second, Rebu. Rebu. Second first race with Toro Rosso. He's definitely not important enough to be called a second coming. No. <laughs> no. And much like Alex Albon, though, uh, yes, it was a demotion for for Gasly, whereas Albon got promoted. Gasly not driven that car before until this weekend. Um, He's had no input to its development. No. It's, no, and he was very close to Hubert. So yeah, an incredibly tough race for him. But I, I know he didn't finish as well as he was looking. Towards Early the start on, of the race, yeah, yeah. But I, I think he had a good race overall. Early on, he was he was the lead of the three of, of the Honda engine yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah, obviously Albon's, you know, grid penalty, and he was coming up through the field. But, but yeah, Gasly was was sixth, seventh at one point, and and you know, Kvyat ninth, and Albon like twelfth, thirteenth. It's just like, well, you know, 
Gasly and Verstappen's not even in this race, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe he demoted the wrong guy. No, 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 not at all. Give him a. Uh, and Holland's just switched off. I would say the same thing with Alex Albon, even though that first race was was very impressive. Give Gasly a couple of races to get used to that car, as well as give yeah. Albon a couple of yeah. races to get properly used to the Red Bull. I think so. I mean, it. It's going to be tough for it's going to be obviously tougher for him to get his head around it because, you know, it, it's a demotion. People say, "Oh, he's, you know, he's, you're still a Formula One driver," but you kind of know if you're if you've been in Red Bull and you get sent back to Tarasso, there's one more step from that, and it's pretty close. Ferrari test driver, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or Formula E world champion. <laughs> The Brendan Hartley Park at Nick Heidfeld's World of Disappointment. <laughs> I come on, Brendan Hartley gets to drive a Prius. Uh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> but you could end up being the uh, the Danny Kvyat roller coaster at Nick Heidfeld's World of Disappointment. <laughs> but the thing with the Danny Kvyat roller coaster at Nick Heidfeld's World of Disappointment is it goes outside of the world of disappointment into Ferrari world. Yep. <laughs> and then back again. <laughs> I'm starting to feel it. Danny Kvyat might be the uh, like the soulmate for Nick Heidfeld now. He's the only real one that truly understands the man. <laughs> yeah, but he also knows what a podium is. Well, <laughs> it's fair, fair, fair. It doesn't the Heidfeld hold the record for? But oh, he did until Hulkenberg. Oh no, no, it's, it's Heidfeld has the most podiums without a win in in both Formula One and Formula E. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he also has a man bun these days. Oh, what? Yeah, Does bin he? Bat, yeah, top knot. Oh, Jesus Christ! <sighs> That's like unbelievably minus points in the hair game. Mm. There's no worse hair hair game than a man bun. When I had my hair long, there was only one occasion that was done several times when I had something resembling a man bun, and it usually involved a swimming pool. That is acceptable. No, it's not. Yeah, tie my hair up to go in a swimming pool. No, tie your back up. Absolutely not. I wanted a tan on me. Absolutely not. <laughs> we'll agree to differ. Um, Kvyat, though, last to seventh. Good performance. Well, last, last-ish to seventh. Toro Rosso are putting it out as last to seventh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, qu- I'm quoting French toast on this one. Well, last to seventh in that, you know, Carlos Sainz was behind him at the start, but we'll, we'll ignore that. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of last to seventh, I suppose. Still finished seventh, though. Yeah, good performance. Um, not quite as Germany heroics where he kept it on the black stuff when nobody else could. Um, but yeah, a, a solid performance from Danny Kvyat, kind of the... Much akin to the sort of Nico Hulkenberg, Alex Albon performance, where the race came to them later on yeah. rather than the race faded away like it did for for others. Mm. Not taking anything away from from Danny Kvyat, but you know, well done. Do you think he's in a sticky place now? Do you think no matter what he does, he's probably not going to have that drive next year? I think he will have that drive. I next think year. if well, if he doesn't have that drive next year, I wouldn't mind bet there's a few other teams he, going. Oh, he's not that bad. Now, yeah, you know? I I don't think he's in a bad place and. I wouldn't no, be surprised no, I, if I other team bosses really well. were looking at him. But when that decision gets made, I mean, who who else will be left? What do you mean, sorry? Like, team-wise. 
I, I, I still think he'd be perfect for Haas, for instance. Haas but, or yeah. Alpha? But we think Haas... See, I don't think he'd be in Alpha because I th- I think... Uh, I don't Kimi, think... Kimi would have to not be there. No, be- I think Giovinazzi's... Oh, no, no. Is, is I, I th- I, so do I. But I'm convinced that Giovinazzi's seat is going to be a revolving chair that revolves around who Ferrari want in the car. Yeah. And I don't see Ferrari looking at Danny Kvyat as a potential Ferrari driver. Even for a year. Well, Mick Schumacher matures. I think Mick Schumacher will be in the car next year. He's still got a long way to go. He's got to finish top six in F2. Mm-hmm. And he's not that close And he's close not yet. that close. But I wouldn't get so hung up on this point system because if they want to stick a Schumacher in a Formula One car, all those points will come falling out of the sky. Like when they needed him to finish the... Like was it needed him to win the F3 championship. Magic. Oh, magic happened. Yeah. Schumacher's the F3 champion. The next thing all you saw was Debbie McGee stood next to his car. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure the American listeners will understand that reference. Uh, like you men uh, with the uh, All the younger listeners. <laughs> You'll like this. Not a lot, but you'll like it. <laughs> Who's was it, Siegfried and Roy? Were they the Tiger Men? They, they were the Tiger Men, yeah, yes. Until that day that Tiger went, enough is a fucking enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, racing point then. Um, Perez, sixth. Yeah. Uh, very strong race. A very, very strong race for Sergio Perez and for Lance Stroll, actually. Uh, we talking before about racing point and then new Well, yeah, Lance Stroll was that strong. He ruined uh, Ricardo's car. Yeah, but when you consider he was one of the the first lap, you know, pit makers, he. But both cars had that kind of Kvyat style race where they just slowly pushed forward as the as the race went on. Um, Perez had a really good battle with with with. Was it the Toro Rosso drivers? He had a great battle with. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was dicing with them most of the way around. It was it was really good racing the, to to, the to watch some of the best. Yeah, was with Albon. Like, we didn't see it on live television. Did you catch Albon's overtake on Perez? Oh, yeah, yeah. just the one just at the end. <gasps> overtake of the year. Oh, oh on the grass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Of course, it ended up in front of the stewards. I don't think it was him going on the grass though. That was for Perez weaving. Mm. If you look at it, looked at it, it was like like Perez was having a fit behind the wheel. Well, I think they looked at it for him going on the grass, and he said, "Well, I I thought Perez was going to mm. go to the right, or, or I thought Perez was going to go to the left, so I went to the right. Then he went to the right, and the only place I could yeah. go was further out." He did the Formula One equivalent of right, writing his no his his name in snow with piss. <laughs> <laughs> How did he dot the eye on Sergio? <laughs> hold, hold it for a second. Take a step forward. <laughs> you can tell there's an eye in Chris, yeah? Um, <laughs> is it Japanese? <laughs> oh, dear. But, um, yeah, the, the, we talked about the new uh, aero package with the, uh, with the racing point. It appears to work so far. Yeah. They... Had quite a few shit races until uh, till Spa, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, a yeah. li- little bit more blue on the car that I spot rather than yeah, pink. A bit, but just no, a no. little bit more blue. They now appear to have a pink McLaren, though. <laughs> that all the bits on that car are like they've been looking at McLaren, going, "We'll have that bit. We'll have that bit. We'll have that bit." I know they, they've gone with that sort of like the nose cone that they had, you know, like the hollowed out thing, the nostrils. Yeah. yeah. For years, and like, they've just abandoned all that development. It's crazy. 
Although well, McLaren's front end does look a little different as well. Oh, it's mm. uh, the summer haircut. Yeah. Mm. According to um, Andreas Seidel. Mm-hmm. And McLaren have actually done quite a bit on the on the rear as well. The um, totally new end plate design on the rear wing, which the painted black, so you can't see it as well. Yeah, painted half the car black, didn't they? Literally mm. went went mm-hmm. around the bottom half of the car with a roller. Always, always a sign that a team thinks it's doing something cool is when they start painting those bits black. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is why the the entire McLaren car was black a few years back. <laughs> yeah, just with the McLaren swoosh and the number fourteen on the front of it. <laughs> oh, no, wait, well, hang on. It? No, no, wait, no. Let me think about this. Well, there's two things you can that, do. You can either paint it black so people don't see it, or paint it black so you're inconspicuous. Yes. <laughs> like, it's also known as the Hass Maneuver. Ivanta <laughs> Black wasn't a thing back in 2016. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we see do we see Racing Point improving uh, for the rest of the season after with all the uh, with the new upgrades? It's taken them in. a while. Cause it's kind of thinking, their MO, isn't it, though? I was thinking about this. I was thinking, you know, like last year was obviously the year with... Um, with the switch over of the funds, changing the uh, changing the ownership, that probably all that trouble that they will have had in changing over the ownership probably lost them the first half of this season's development. Yeah. Um. So they literally just put something out on track that would kind of race, I guess, a bit. They had no idea where they were going to be. Somewhere in that really tight midfield is where where they landed. Um. But now they're able to be this sort of you know they've got the money coming in the security is there and it has been now for a year now that development is starting to take shape um it was too late to develop the car for the beginning of the year but developing it for the summer break onwards this is where racing point tend to push forward where it used to be sort of canada-ish kind of time you'd sort of see them bedding in as fourth are they doing it again this year are they gonna usurp all the other teams and end up being best of the rest (laughs) I can't see them being best of the rest, but um, I can see them taking uh, like Toro Rosso and Renault. Yeah. Now I think McLaren have got fourth mm-hmm. pretty much pretty much nailed on, but battle for fifth still a bit still tight. On. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we think about how far McLaren would be as well over the season if Lando hadn't have had all this bad luck too. Yeah, yeah, you know, they've they've hemorrhaged points just from yeah, totally. You know, there's, he had a couple of first lap incidents, but he's had some retirements as well. You know, shame. True. Uh, Red Bull, probably I would say the only binary team of the weekend. Verstappen, we've already spoke about his incident with Kimi. Yeah. Anyone see him nearly hit Kimi a second time? Yeah, when Kimi went yeah. round him at Eau Rouge. But yeah. it wasn't. To be fair, Kimi was not to know that Max's steering was completely broken. Mm. You're steering with 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 kind of half of a front wheel. Does anyone think it's a bit? It was a bit iffy of um, him to keep going with that damage. Don't think he realised he got to the bottom I, of a rouge. Yeah, um, he did. He he didn't know because he was not, po- not, he was see point ta- not seeing how many times he was trying to turn that wheel to get to to get the car to move. He knew something was up. I don't know, because I think that sort of happened when it was too late to pull in. No, no, to, to, when he came out of the accident, you could see how much lock he was having to try and put on the car to get it straightened up to go down the hill towards Eau Rouge. It was a foregone conclusion something was gone. It just seemed weird. It seemed like like an odd corner. I think if he had known... To throw a broken car into... 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think if he had known, he wouldn't have thrown that car into Eruge and gone, oh, fuck, and then mm. and then hit the barriers. He probably didn't know that there wasn't still someone at the side of him. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't even so just mean the, the, the Kimmy the Kimmy situation. Yeah. Um, but he, he's probably still thinking, what the hell is going on? Because yeah. you're talking about half a second, a second maximum. Well, I haven't... I mean, it, it happened on the first corner. So he's, you know, he's, you, you're going down the hill then to go into a rouge. It, I'm not, I don't know. It just seemed like it, it, when, when he went into that corner, it always looked like he was going to have an accident. You know, when you, when you're on the onboard, yeah. but like you say, it's, he's, he obviously wants to keep racing and you, you're not sure what damage is being caused, but it was such a big thump. To think that that would have happened and he'd have got away with it because essentially his whole front suspension got pushed into a hole that was two foot smaller than his front suspension. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Kimi Raikkonen decided he was a rocket ship. <laughs> Didn't know you could do the James Bond style two-wheel driving. I bet it did his back all the world scale. Yeah. Well, it was it was his leg this week, wasn't it? Oh, his it? leg was yeah. it. Yeah, it was his braking leg, not his accelerating leg. I saw that, and he said he was happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> Although the best quote about it was, um, I did it doing sport. Sport's dangerous. Should stick to drinking. All you get's a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Kimmy. Yeah, drink responsibly. Um, but Alban, in his Red Bull debut. Brilliant race. Hamstrung right from the start because... Replaced the entire powertrain. But did that help him a little? Do you know what I mean? Was that a slight advantage in that everything was brand new and shiny and didn't really have to manage anything? Oh, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. It'll help him in the long term because he's not getting the older spec engine, getting to terms with that for one race, and then getting a new engine at the next one. Well, as it, yeah. as it turns out, the Stap- um, album was running the new, um, the new spec four. Uh, Max had reverted back to the old spec two Honda engine. For this weekend. So, Alban is now probably going to have this one until... Japan? They wouldn't They wouldn't give a Honda engine penalties in Japan if they could avoid it, surely. Yeah, surely not. But the... Uh, well, it's, not, it's not even that far away, is it? It's Italy, Singapore, and then Russia, Japan. Yeah, so I think it may well be after Japan before Alban Is that gets... this year's mug? It is, yep. Yeah. Is it Italy, there is a decoy yeah. market. <laughs> Italy, Singapore, Russia, Japan. Then Mexico, USA, Brazil, Abu Dhabi. So it'll be Mexico when Alban next gets an engine change, mm. I reckon. Um, so, yeah, it's it's doing him well for the next few races, but he still came, uh, came back, put the car effectively where it's meant to be. Top yeah, bottom fifth. of it is, if, all we need to know about this story, uh, I don't think Gasly could have done that no. No. in that car. Nope. No. No, Gasly would not have finished fifth from where he started. Even if you take the crazy pass on Perez out, Gasly would have. He wouldn't have ended up. Gasly would have tangled up with Gasly when Albon passed Gasly. (laughs) (laughs) Gasly, you've hit Gasly. (laughs) We don't understand either. We think there's some sort of time slip. (laughs) Dr. Sam Beckett's working it out. Oh boy! <laughs> uh, but yeah, really strong, really strong Red Bull debut for him. Um, I think they're going to get some good data from him for the rest of the season. And you obviously can't say this early is he good enough for next year. But the way that Red Bull work, is he good enough for next weekend? Yes. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah. he's good enough for, spot, <laughs> for Monza. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, right, Mercedes next. Second, uh, second for Hamilton, third for Bottas. So just quickly before we go on from Albon, uh, did anyone else pick up? I can't remember who, who mentioned it on what coverage it was, but it was this time last year where Dr. Marco, when they were talking about potential Red Bull drivers and they just sacked Albon from the Red Bull programme, they, uh, and, he, and he was doing well in F2. Mm. They said, well, are you thinking about getting Albon back on the on the Red Bull programme? Dr. Mark said, absolutely, definitely not. We have no intention of bringing him back into the Red Bull <laughs> organisation. Never believe anything until it's been officially denied. 12, yeah. months le- le- 12 months later, after a short stint in Toro Rosso, he is now a Red Bull driver. Yeah. And, and a week with a Formula E contract, although he never even drove the car because he missed the first test because he was signing for, to- uh, for Toro Rosso. That's crazy, time. isn't it? Like, yeah. he, he, I mean, like he could have been a Formula E driver right now. Yeah. And now he's a Red Bull driver. Yeah. In a Nissan Leaf. Just a, like <laughs> in like FP1 at least, a tenth off Verstappen. What um what was he in qualifying? Because I didn't see qualifying. Uh, they, he didn't take part in Q2. Um, he was 14th. He got through to Q2. And then didn't, didn't did a, go did, right. Did a, did a token did an lap. installation lap yeah, and then yeah, that was And it, then yeah. got, out, got out the car. Because I was checking the... Um, I was... Uh, I was checking it as I was as I was in the pub just on my phone, and I noticed that like he was well down after Q two. I thought, oh man, is he did he did he stuff his lap up or something like that? No, no, he, no, he was because of the set engine for the race. Yeah, right, cool. Nothing. Yeah. It, it was always the plan apparently that he wasn't going to push it in qualifying. Was he anywhere near Verstappen in FP in the uh, Q one? I don't know. I think they just wanted him to get top just get 15, through just get to, right. just get top fifteen, yeah, yeah, because the car was specifically set up for the race and yeah. sod all to do with qualifying, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it proved it worked, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Mercedes, I've seen a lot of people tweeting that two more laps and Hamilton would have taken the win absolutely. and would have been would have absolutely been the most unpopular Lewis Hamilton win of two, all time. One more lap, uh, or. If they'd have brought him in a lap earlier, and he'd have got out in front of Sebastian Vettel, mm-hmm. uh, or if he'd have managed to get past Vettel quicker, because he was so much faster. The only reason Ferrari won that race is because the Mercedes couldn't overtake them on the long straight. Yeah, um, it wasn't it, that wasn't Ferrari's win. It wasn't Charles Leclerc's win. It was Lewis Hamilton's win. Uh, well, being fast on the straights is, you know, if you're doing it at a circuit where there are more straights mm-hmm. than corners. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, but it's not like a resurgence of Ferrari. The stars aligned there. I, I did I post on Twitter. I think I did something. Like, I, I don't. I think Ferrari. I definitely put it on the blog that Ferrari are in kind of in like an in no win situation mm-hmm. for this weekend, just gone and and next weekend as well. Because really back to being uh, apart from the very real fanboy now. No. P- apart from the very real fact that they won. No, there's a no win. Absolutely no win situation for Ferrari. If they win, everybody goes, well, yeah, everybody's been saying for weeks they're going to win at Spa mm-hmm. and Monza. If they don't win, it's, well, yeah, clearly it's Ferrari. Mm-hmm. So there's, 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 for, it doesn't matter what Ferrari do, unless they ace everything after yeah. Monza, they, they can't win now, like in inverted commas, can't, can't win the hearts and minds of everybody else outside no. of Ferrari because everybody expected them to do well at Spa, and they did, and everyone's expecting them to do well at Monza, mm-hmm. and that remains to be seen. I mean, you could you could you could see the you could see the speed difference between Mercedes and Ferrari yeah. on the Camel Straight. One of the onboards from uh, Lewis's car with Leclerc in front of him, mm-hmm. 
and it was when they came into it, Lewis didn't have DRS, and the Ferrari was still disappearing off. Well, that was the crazy thing. When Lewis was behind, and he had DRS, until he was slap bang in the slipstream yeah. stream of him, they didn't even close. No. Yeah. Like, the, the speed difference I think, was massive. I think Toto Wolff said it brilliantly after the race. He said... Um, as far as damage limitation goes, it's pretty good for us. Yeah, Se- yeah, yeah. Second and third, we'll take that because at one point it looked like we might struggle to get one th- car on the podium. I think yeah. the only thing with that is it's it's good saying that, but realistically, when they go back in that trailer and they look back at what they did pit stop wise and when they brought people in, they'll have thought oh, we could we could we should have won that just with with a. Only a tweak. It was. Yeah, it possibly. didn't take anything crazy. Well, Lewis but, Hamilton's not slow pit stop. Yes. Well, there's there's that. But I think the reason Vettel ended up in fourth was because of Mercedes standing out there with tyres and Ferrari panicking and bringing Vettel in. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what's happened to Sebastian Vettel, but it's been a full calendar year now of Formula One since he won a race. Belgium last year was his last win. Oh, I think... What uh, has happened to... I think he's going to retire... At the end of this year, yeah, because I, I think he is too. There was uh, when I said that that it wasn't uh, Ferrari's win. It's probably slightly harsh, but you know, you know what I mean. I think for Mercedes, I think Mercedes still lost that race. I, you know, it's, yeah, but I think Vettel is doing what what Paul and I were discussing about Massa a couple of years ago, mm. phoning it in. He's there. He well, I'll play the team game, but pff, if, I, if I can't win in the first lap, then I'm not going to try. Mm. Chandok uh, in the Sky coverage brought up again. He said, "It's it keeps sounding strange to say this, but the Vettel returning to Red Bull rumours just don't seem to be going anywhere. That would be harsh on either of the Red Bull drivers based on what we've seen from them well, this season and I don't understand Belgium. I don't get, if, if he is a wounded driver... Going to Red Bull with Max Verstappen, I don't think it's going to do him any, any good. No, it's not the same team he the, left. The only way it would do him good is if Ferrari are the problem. And he, he can walk, walk back in there and yeah. show that, no, I'm he's still... He's still yeah. yeah. And he's up there or better than Verstappen. Yeah. I think, I think if that was to happen as well, it would immediately re-shine his legacy. Yeah. Because at the moment, his legacy is quite tarnished. Yeah. I mean, the the unusual thing, Ferrari telling him to move over and let Leclerc pass. But that was always a team game. Yeah. But them doing that to the de facto number one driver. But I think that's... They number, they number, they number one Leclerc. They knew, they knew Ty... I mean, the thing is, if he hadn't have done that on that lap, if he hadn't let him straight past, Lewis Hamilton would have won the yeah. race. Le- Leclerc it, was yeah. faster than him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It probably was the case that whoever, whoever whichever the two Ferraris led into turn one got the preferential treatment just so happened to be that that the guy who Le- was on pole yeah yeah Leclerc led into turn one and Vettel let slip to Lewis Hamilton alright passed him straight yeah. away again but I, I, I don't think it partic- don't think you can particularly read anything into teams telling a slower driver no. to let their faster teammate pass it, it only it only stands out because it's Ferrari yeah and this Ferrari is a very different Ferrari than the one we used to see which would always number one a certain driver yeah yeah I'm, I'm just like used to that yeah. being the Ferrari yeah, way of doing yeah things. no absolutely I, I, if I they told Leclerc to let Vettel pass that would be more Ferrari mm-hmm. when Leclerc was obviously quicker this yeah. weekend yeah well I mean that's 
they've kind of done that before with the bizarre yeah. strategies that they've used. All I know is Mark Webber was ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> he was screaming at his television like, Multi-21, Seb! Multi-21! <laughs> Um, we're doing we're doing the top four. I think Bottas is the next one to talk about. Who just doesn't deserve a drive? Was, was anonymous? Drive. Yeah. If Lewis Hamilton yeah. needed somebody, he wasn't anywhere near. He got close when Hamilton was fighting with Vettel, but that was because the two of them were fighting. But it's another situation where if Lewis needed a backup driver, if he'd have been winning, if he'd have been up there with Leclerc and he, he was winning the race and hadn't been held up, you know, at the, the beginning of the race, mm. Bottas wouldn't have been in the pit window to do anything. Having said that, Bottas did kind of blow the doors off Sebastian Vettel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but again, with Vettel, I think a lot of that's tyres and this is what I think is going to be interesting going forward for Monza because I think everyone's going to go to Monza expecting Ferrari to be like, what they were uh, in Monza. In Spa. It's, yeah, sorry, yeah. in Spa. But um, Monza's going to be hotter than Hades. And they're going to run out of tyres well fast. And Mercedes hates the, the hot, hot heat as well. Yeah, but I think the difference between... I th- it's going to be easiest for Mercedes to rip those vents open and add a bit of cooling than it is for Ferrari to sort their tyre issues out. Well, do you remember, was it last year we said after Spa, that it doesn't look like... You know, looking at the remaining circuits, we Mercedes, can't see Mercedes winning again. Yeah, Mercedes yeah. might have a chance of a couple, but it's going to be really game on mm-hmm. for the rest of the season, and it just wasn't. No, because um, I think this is the yeah. exception Vettel, that proves the rule. Vettel decided he was captain pirouette rather than you know yeah. I'm going to go out and win some races. But the um, we had that double Mercedes thing, didn't we? The one-two Mercedes, and they came out of the Ascari bends into where all the stands are at Monza. Side by side, yeah, and it's such a psychological game and, mm. and and a strong game as well in front of in front of everyone. It's it's a big middle finger to Ferrari. Oh that yeah, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we heard the radio message as well, didn't we, last year? Formation as discussed. Mm-hmm. Formation as discussed was we go side by side and we don't let anyone pass. So everybody's behind us, yeah, in the formation lap, and it's being led by two silver arrows. Mm. Who won the race? Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it, Italy. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's it's a power play. Yeah, in a sport where you don't get to do many power plays. Um, what I do think this race, so go back to Spa, but what I do think this means for Ferrari and Charles Leclerc is, uh, he will be the golden boy now. You know, in the in the media. They'd already started to lose faith in and for Sebastian Ferrari. Vettel, yeah. yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me whether that's he is now like de facto number one driver if they will go that way with it. If it gets to the point where he overtakes Vettel in the championship or is him with a chance of overtaking him, then yes. But while Vettel's still got a fairly comfortable lead, but what, what championship for what though? What like it's not it's not like there's any he's, he's fighting for anything in the championship. It makes no odds to them. Yeah, but yeah. It's, a Fer- uh, it's a Ferrari way of doing things. I think if if next week Vettel is quicker than mm-hmm. uh, Leclerc, they will pull Leclerc aside to let Vettel past. Yeah. If it's the other way around, they'll pull Vettel aside. Yeah. The, I don't think they're looking at drivers' championship at the moment. I think this was the first weekend where the I can at least begin to buy the Leclerc 
Ferrari savior hype because with my my st- uh, sticking point's always been that he's been the same pace as a wounded Vettel. You know, as I've said that yeah. every, every race, the pace difference between them was massive. The qualifying style. difference was incredible, huge. And uh, one thing, one thing, don't know if um, anyone noticed it, but Charles Leclerc has had three pole positions at Spa mm-hmm. now, um, three quarters of a second this year. Yeah. In F two, three quarters of a second two years ago, and just shot half a second in GP three. Yeah, three years back. Bit he, of spa specialist. He is amazing at that circuit. Yeah, and to say to say actually that these were his first racing laps at Spa in an F one car. Because mm. yeah, he got Alonso. He got Alonso of... last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So decent job. Seeing as we might as well move on to this now. Mm-hmm. Good to get his first win finally out of the way after two nearlies. It's always nice to see somebody get a first win, like when Daniel Ricciardo got his first win and stuff like that. It's good to see when, see when someone gets a win and you know it's not like a Pastor Maldonado win. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the beginning. It's, it's the beginning of a Formula One winner. A Formula not, One yeah. career, not, yeah. not, not a one-off winner. Um, and it's, this is where it starts, isn't it? This is where you really see if a driver changes because something changes in a driver when they win a race. Yeah, that I think they stop stop fighting so hard to win a race mm-hmm. or to become a race race winner. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for you to say. They just go about the races in a more calm way, and it happens to an even greater extent when they win a world championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just calm down about the whole thing. Yeah. We look at when he was getting chased in Austria by Max Verstappen. Told his race engineer to shut up and leave him alone. Yeah. Almost Kimi Räikkönen style, but it's because he was stressed, not because he was you know, focusing on the yeah, yeah mm. not because he was focusing on the job. Um, so he didn't say a lot on the radio this weekend. Apparently, no. I don't feel that. Um, you know, I, I do feel that, that Leclerc is. You know, that that's it now. He's got that first win under the belt. He can relax a little bit now that he's because there was quite a bit of pressure on him pre-season to be faster than Vettel. To be, you know, pre-season Ferrari were going to be challenging Mercedes. And would Leclerc be the one to do it? Would Leclerc be the world champion more so than Vettel? Well, Ferrari put pressure on as well by saying, regardless of what Leclerc does, we're going to favour Sebastian. Near the beginning of the season. Yeah, I I mean, that that must be so demoralising to somebody, especially when they're looking to be on pace with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, One more point just to make before we move away from the... From the Belgian Grand Prix, there we still have to do uh, prediction results as well. We do have to okay. do prediction results. Um, <clears throat> yes, Charles Leclerc won the race. No, nobody is catching Lewis Hamilton in the championship because he extended his lead yet again, like he did in Hungary, like he did in Germany. So, <laughs> even by finishing ninth in Germany, he still extended his lead. Um, if he didn't bother to turn up, would he still extend his lead? <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly, yeah. I don't know. He wanted to retire in Germany and still extended his lead. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Predictions. So how how did we do? Uh Chris, you had Hamilton, Verstappen and Bottas. Solid four points. Yeah, not correct though. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you had Vettel, Leclerc and Hamilton, two points. Lee, Hamilton, Bottas, Verstappen, also two. I had Hamilton, Vettel and Verstappen, one point. Sean went for Hamilton, Verstappen and Vettel, one point as well. And this week's winner was our guest predictor, Santeri Nasty. Yes, Santeri. Who got Leclerc, Albon, 
and Bottas. He's also supplying a total shunt in a not a long te- length of time. <laughs> Another one from him. Yeah, well, but- he messaged me today. No one else messaged to remind me today. <laughs> Although he did, he did get it wrong saying um, Raikkonen would get the fastest lap. Mm-hmm. No. Do you know that it was Ricardo who had the slowest, fastest lap of um, all, um, all 19 drivers to make it round? Slowest, slowest, fastest his, lap. His fastest lap was the slowest of everyone's fastest laps. Oh, okay. So, it, Kubitz's fastest all, they lap. They list, listed all 20 drivers with their fastest laps. All 19 drivers. Yeah. With the fastest lap that they did during the race. And Ricardo was bottom of that table. Oh. That's how That's how knackered his car was. Mm. Okay. And Verstappen didn't even make it all the way round and was still quicker. <laughs> <laughs> That formation lap, it was incredible. Um, right. Driver Dri- 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 of the day in the room? Well, we, we had a bit of a split decision, didn't we, in, in the blog room uh, yesterday? Yeah, I've... you've got got a whole bunch that you can legitimately choose. Albon. I'm going uh, Albon. Albon, Leclerc, Norris. Norris. Mm-hmm. I went with Norris. Kvyat as an outside shout. Grosjean. Last to seventh. No, not Roman Grosjean. I went with Charles Leclerc. And heroes and villains. Tyres is a villain. Uh, I thought I thought we'd ban Pirelli from being a villain this well, year because it was too it was too easy. Too easy. Like, uh, hero. Just, I I don't like the way it's taken teams out now. I'm, 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 I think that first corner is a bit of a villain. Lap one, turn one. <laughs> Wrong competition. <laughs> My hero are the Dutch fans who stayed after Max Verstappen went out of the race and. Stayed and, and applauded louder than anyone on lap nineteen. Yes, wouldn't um, yes, you wouldn't have that with Schumacher fans. The Germans no. would have left the building. Yeah, well, there was a race, wasn't there? It was like last year or the year before, where Max went out and the Dutch just left. Oh, did they? Yeah, um, but no. Um, kudos to the Dutch fans for staying, um, even though their hero was out of the race, and and paying respects to Antoine Hubert on lap nineteen. To be fair, there's nowhere to fucking go at Spa. So may as well stay at the circuit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but as we saw last year from uh, I can't remember who that sent us the videos in of the Dutch campsite. There is somewhere to go because that party doesn't. <laughs> that party starts on Wednesday and does not stop. It is still going on now. <laughs> right, we have the Italian Grand Prix this weekend. We do Speedfest, the fastest Grand Prix time-wise, isn't it? It's over before you before it starts. Before you know it. Mm-hmm. Is it just over an hour, is it? Yeah. It's about an hour and ten. Something like that. It's still 70-something laps, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, about 67, 68 laps, I think. I don't like it. I like Monza. No, I don't don't dislike Monza, but I don't like an hour of Formula One. I think it's going to be an incredibly boring race. I think you're probably right. How so? Ferraris are going to take off and that's going to be it. Mm, unsure. I'm kind of leaning towards more what Lee said, especially after what we saw last year with Ferrari. That you know they were so dominant in Spa, and then Monza came around. And we were like, definitely Ferrari, and then Ferrari was just nowhere. Yeah. Well, they've got they've got half. Um, I say nowhere. They were fighting for the lead. Mm. Yeah, but they've got half has problems, haven't they? And I don't think on a really hot track that's going to help them at all. You know, it, I think they're going to just eat tires. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure what the weather is going to be doing in 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 Monza, but at the moment the forecast is very good. Well, Monza is one two things. It's either hot or rainy. 
Yeah. If it's if it's hot, they they're gonna have trouble with the tires. If it's raining, Lewis Hamilton win the race anyway. <laughs> yeah, the weather forecast that I've just seen. This is Monday, so yeah. it's still quite a way off. Um, cloudy and overcast on Friday, and bloody scorching Saturday mm. and Sunday. The, when, to Monza. When I went to Monza, that is the hottest I've ever been. And it, I, it didn't even feel... It, it wasn't even like it was the hottest temperature I've Hottest been I've ever been was, was in Italy. Mm, but it's just because it's in a bowl, you just bake right. and everything is warm. Like the, there was a, a, a tap tap there, like, like a garden tap sticking out of the ground that I kept wetting my hat on to keep my head covered. But it was cool. warm water. And it was just warm. Yeah, it was so, so hot there. Then I crashed. Yeah, that's when Lee had his accident. <laughs> At the Parabolica, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. 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 Bit of book to go to Austria next year. Yeah. Mm. Not for the race, just going to Austria generally. No, no, for the race. <laughs> Guys, booked it this, this weekend. Nice. have been done. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to stop buying gadgets. £69, £69 for the race ticket. It's not and bad value. Ten yeah. times that to get off the island. That wouldn't be too bad. It was £90 return from Manchester. We still need to get the Isle of Man tickets sorted, but the the race ticket was £69. £120 if you want to go to Silverstone. It's yeah. a general admission ticket. Sounds like Austria negotiating get me to land. <laughs> <laughs> Um So what, what do we reckon? Should we uh, do some predicting? Should I do the predictions that I've already had? Ooh, yeah. Go on, go on. Who have we had already? Right. Uh, we've got Shans here. She reckons a Leclerc win. Hamilton second. Vettel third. And let me just bring the guest predictor up. Or, as it is this week, the guest five predictor up. Ah, howdy. Clever. From guest five on Twitter, who sent one set in and then I pointed out the all the articles saying it looks like Max Verstappen is going to take an engine penalty and associated grid drops mm. so I let, so I let him change them <laughs> because it was information that he hadn't looked up so he is going for a Leclerc win Hamilton second and Vettel third I think we're getting a theme here yeah yeah um right who is going next Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas, Max Verstappen. Okay. Even with his penalties. Oh, he's got penalties, Annie. Yeah. We've just been discussing this. Oh, I wonder what how, what he what's he going to have. Well, if he's getting the same as Albon, it's going to be a completely new spec for. So he'll be, he'll be last. He'll be he'll be starting from the back. Hmm. Albon, Albon gets a podium. Okay. Chris? I'll go. Mm, where do, do I go with Ferrari or do I go with Mercedes? So hard to decide. Ferrari going to get a massive dose of reality. <laughs> Big, huge dose in front of the. Just dose. because I think that Mercedes are probably going to do the same as they did last year means that I'm going to predict the other way. <gasps> so I am going to say. Which driver do I go for? Leclerc win. Back to back wins. Yeah. After his first win. Yeah. As Sean puts it, just like London buses. Mm. Hamilton second, Bottas third, much like we saw in Belgium. Okay. Dan. Yeah, I think the Ferrari engine will probably be good enough to win 
in uh, in Monza. That that straight line advantage is pretty big. It's pretty big. And I'm going to buck the trend. Vettel first, Leclerc second, Hamilton third. Okay. I'd quite like to see a Vettel win, you know. To try, you know, if, yeah. In front you, of the Italian fans at Monza would be the perfect place to. Yeah, but just to see him to do if, it. if a win fixes him, Joe. So if if that means he can shake off whatever's going on. And do you know what, Dan? I think I'm I'm going for the same as you. I think Vettel win, Leclerc second, Hamilton third. So that is our predictions for this week. Well, I have nothing but at least the opportunity to make some points up. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to join in with the uh, with the predicted, we've got the uh, the league on the website. Just go to threelegsfourwheels.com, go into the game section and um, podcast predict. Uh, sorry, prediction league twenty nineteen. Log in with social media account um, or your Google account and give us your top three. And there's also fastest lap and pole position there as well. And just to clarify, you've got until five minutes before qualifying. Not as someone thought five minutes before FP1. That would <laughs> that would be massively harsh, but it is the best time to bet. <laughs> five, five minutes before Q1. Five minutes before Q1, that's on Saturday. Okay. 1.55 UK time. Mm. If you're somewhere else, you work it out. Yeah. Shall we shunt it? Let's do it. Don't even need to ask who this week's is because it's Santerio Nasty. Mr. Nasty. Uh, I'll just knock the table over. Don't do that. At least I've knocked my vape over tonight. Or slammed it down on the table at 180 mile an hour. (laughs) (laughs) It's a low downforce vape. Low down for us, vape. Last time something like that hit something that hard, it wiped the fucking dinosaurs out. <laughs> um, I was born, yay, in 1968. 51. I began my career in 1986 with motocross. Hmm. I've made my name. Uh, I've made my name known mainly in rally and Formula One. So would have been 18, was that? in? Would have been 18 at motocross. Yeah. And then made my name in rallying and Formula One. Of course, there has to be a rallying connection in here. This is from somebody from Finland. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rallying and Formula One. Okay. And we need a guess on this one as well. That was the third clue. How old is oh, Carlos yeah. Sainz? I think he's a bit older than 51. Although, having said that, Dan, is that how you get to his house? With Carlos signs. <laughs> We've all seen the memes. <laughs> we talked about Carlos Sainz Senior, by the way. Yes. Yeah, not the Formula One driver in the McLaren. Um, <laughs> That's as good a shout as any at the minute. Yeah, Carlos Sainz Senior. Because yeah. the name Carlos Sainz has, has been, been made in Formula, Formula One. And rallying, so yeah. I got more international recognition alongside J.J. Leto in 1993. Would that be another Finn by any chance? Yeah, J.J. Leto is definitely Finnish. In 1993... Which is well, something he could never do in a Benetton. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Pedro Lamy. Um J.J. Leto... Um, 93, I'm not sure he was in Formula One in 93... 
He was in Formula One ninety four. He's driving. He, he he's seat share with Herbert in ninety and Verstappen. Yacht Verstappen. Yeah. Yeah. So I, no, think, I, think, was, I think ninety three was a rent a sort of rent a driver as well, and drove for, drove for a couple of different teams, like a Larousse or Lotus or something that, like that kind of thing. Yeah. I finally broke through when Kimi Räikkönen made his debut. Which was 2001. In a Sauber. I've worked with Renault, McLaren, Honda and Red Bull. And I'd like a guess. It's going to be... It's going to be like an engineer or a... Uh, yeah, probably. Possibly. I've worked with with who? Renault? Renault, McLaren, Honda and Red Bull. This is tricky. Yeah, it is. I'm going to have to hurry up. Yeah, I'm going to have to say I don't think I've got a great deal. Was it was it uh, Mr. Nasty that gave you one last week and you had to sacrifice a vote, a, a guess? We had to sacrifice a guess on last week, definitely. Yeah. And I think we might be doing the same again this week. Unless yeah. anybody's got anything off the wall. You hark Hankinen. I've never, never drove from Formula One. But it's a name. It's a it's Finnish rally driver. No, I know who Kankinen is. Yeah. He sounds like every other Finnish person. But <laughs> <laughs> um, hello, I'm a rally driver. Yeah. <laughs> 93 oh. might have been the race for champions with JJ Leto. I have no idea. <laughs> well, that was all rally drivers back in those days, wasn't it? I am one of only four to be cla- uh, ranked with the highest class by Arai. I'm guessing that's the helmet manufacturer and not the useless head of Honda. Yeah, it will be, yeah. Um, all right, it's not look. something like the Arai NX7RR helmet, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Current regulations make my work a bit more difficult. Right, so it's whoever designs Kimmy's helmet. Smirnoff. <laughs> Finlandia, surely. <laughs> no, no, that was, that was, that was Hakkinen's brand, wasn't it? I have no idea. Yeah, Finlandia no, vodka no was on Hakkinen's. Makes. Yeah. I know I drink some of it now and again. You may have seen my work with Pedro de la Rosa, Jensen Button, Sergio Perez, Heike Kovalainen, and Kimi Raikkonen, to name just a few. It's gonna, it's gonna be the a helmet painter. It's gonna be the helmet like designer, yeah, isn't it? Probably. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Punching microphones, and I could not name a single helmet designer. I work with my hands. So does everyone. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood that. Oh, he works with his hands. I work with my hands, regardless <laughs> of what I do. <laughs> I drink tea with my hands. I type with my hands. 
I pick up things with my hands. <laughs> the the spaffer is a point I, with my hands. I'm associated with projecting drivers' heads. I think he's a kind of on the right line. I think what what Dan said, but I've no idea what where to go with it. Yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna be whoever designs Kimmy's helmet and the other helmets that were mentioned. I'm willing to give you this one because you're right. It's a helmet designer with an unpronounceable name. <laughs> go uh, on, have a have a, have a go. Have well, a go. Hang on a second, because we had a, we had a conversation about how to pronounce how to this. pronounce the name. Did he spell it for you phonetically? Uh, yeah, doesn't help. Um, <laughs> uh, Do see, to... I thought I thought his first name was like Uffel or. U- it yeah. might it might be easier if Santeri skypes in next week and yeah. gives us the name because or at that's going to be quicker for me. That's uh, going to be quicker than waiting for you to pronounce. Uh, <laughs> his surname is Tagstorm. Tagstorm, <laughs> yeah, Uffel Tagstorm, yeah. But I'm not sure if that's how we pronounce it. It's U W F E. Yeah, I, I was told that the E is pronounced the same you would pronounce Elf. And I can't seem to Buffet. make that noise with my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you need more Finlandia vodka. But yeah, uh, you've been smashed again. All, all, well, the, the, all, all the simple driver ones have gone and people are having to dig fucking deep. Which means you need to deep, dig, dig deeper. This no. is just going to make you stronger. No, it's not. No, it's just going to make me put Sean on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> No, but a good one, Santeri. Yeah, yeah, very good one. Talking to Sean, he is coming back on the show very soon, just before the Singapore Grand Prix, Brilbos. we um, How do you get a Total Shunt in? Uh, you can tweet me at Total Shunt. You can send me a PM uh, on Instagram at Total Shunt. Do that. And I need a couple more for the uh, for the backup pile, so... Don't do that, because I need more. Yeah. <laughs> You can always do three legs by wheels at gmail.com, which is how to get in touch with us as well by email. And you can get us on Twitter at three legs for wheels, at flood21, at Dan Dankleton, at Pablo100, and at Sean Cowper. Um, got a plug in for the Patreon show as well, uh, which is an extra sort of half hour or so of gen- general musings, non F1 related. We had some MotoGP tonight, though. Mm-hmm. A little bit of MotoGP, yeah. yeah. A- amongst, amongst other things. Um, subscribe to that for as little as one dollar a month. There was a bit of small talk as well. It had been a long week. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels, you can get it there. Uh God, that was terrible. Right, uh jump cut time because I've not done Formula Lee yet. So I will be recording that first thing in the morning, although I will say that Belgian track is that bloody hard I spent about that much time going backwards, I thought I was playing Steve Redgrave's rowing simulator. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to decide what the, uh, what the Italian one, one like is. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was someone else's, wasn't it? Oh, I think so. No, it wasn't. Yeah. That, is, that, is all, that is all mine. <laughs> anyway, here's a jump cut. Here indeed is a jump cut. Had a bit of a problem with this week's Formula Lee. Codemasters only put the scoreboard up to the top 15,000, so if you're on the PlayStation and you're friends with me on there, Pabstar, I can't see your time if you're outside that. So unfortunately, we've only had 22 times altogether, the ones that people sent me and the ones that were actually on the leaderboard in the game that I could see. 
Um, so it looks like we've now got our version of the 100, 107% cut-off rule in F1. Times that did make it through, you needed anything faster than 146.464 to get through in the dry in Belgium in your Red Bull, and these are the people that did it. I actually came 20th. Ian Walker was 19th, Nick Patakis 18th, Santerio Nasty 17th, Ashley Woodhouse was 16th, Chris Shales in 15th, Matthew Goff in 14th, Adam Smith 13th, Ed Forsyth in 12th, and Joe Marsh in 11th. Top 10, Carl Toomey in 10th place, Pete Bull in 9th, Kyle Armstrong was 8th, Chris Rowden was 7th, Matthew Morrison 6th, Ayrton Antonucci was 5th, Max Williams was 4th. Top three. Third place with a time of 144.394 was Mike Camping. Second place with 144.279 was Alessandro Popolani. And that means winning this week with a time of 143.823 is Chris Olby. Right, on to the next one. It's going to be Italy. And we'll do this in the wet so that everyone can get on the scoreboard because I've already checked and there's a downside less than 15,000 entries on there so far. And we're going to do it in an Alfa Romeo. And don't forget, this is a one-week challenge, so the cut-off is 7 o'clock UK time, 2 o'clock Eastern if you're in the US, on Monday the 2nd of September. Good luck. Uh, Right, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.